Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll more about the models in the course of this episode, set to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Friday, May 19th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Reminder, if you're interested in projections and picks on Every single game signed up on Dub Club that gets you all the A-grade plays. Going to give you two today, but there's a couple more. We've already locked in here for Friday. A few more probably still to come in the A-plus play of the day. All of the A-grades, A-plus plays have been insanely profitable, so you're getting some of them here. But if you want all of them, head on over to Dub Club, and you'll get the other half of them under a dollar a day. It'll easily be a rewarding uh, membership process for you. On top of that, you get to access that Discord chat, which gives you information from other sports bettors, betting all sorts of other sports, things to think about, a great thing to have in your back pocket. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion this show projects a typical game does not try to forecast it to a tease. That'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We take a long-term viewer in here and don't get distracted when... You know, the Rays have a two-run lead in the bottom of the ninth inning and then give up a three-run home run, and they get two in the top of the tenth and then give up another through and home run, not hashtag not bitter. Um, that sort of stuff's going to balance out. We're going to get super lucky. And, and in fact, we did get super lucky. I, I feel like uh, right after that with the Astros game, uh, we had the Astros and, and didn't really feel like they should have won that game. And the Cubs bullpen, you know, blew it. And the Astros finally came around and, and, and scored enough runs for us. Uh, and we got the over there as well. So it, it, it balances out. And sometimes it's nice. It balances out like 30 minutes later, which helps, uh, you know, make a, uh, make it a little more palatable. Sometimes it's day-to-day, week-to-week. It's just there's ups and downs in baseball. That's why I tell people don't get too invested in one game. Enjoy it. Have fun. Uh, But there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. It's that long-term profitability that we're talking about. You're seeing it with the show picks here coming back around. Like I told told y'all, if y'all just had patience with these show picks, profitable now seven of the last eight days entering Thursday. I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon, so don't know how the Thursday picks have gone yet. But, uh, you know, coming around there, totals looking strong. Um, you know, and again, those A-grade plays are working out for us. So it's all good things in the overall. But, you know, any one game. Uh, I might look pretty genius or pretty foolish. And so we don't really get distracted about the one game. We look at the overall, how are thing, how's the model doing so far? So good. I'm very pleased with that. Uh, but again, on any individual day, uh, the concept being we're going to have some good variants and or some bad variants. So as much as I'd like to see, it'll be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, no day games here for Friday. Uh, just a bunch of night games. But again, I'm really excited about this slate. We've got a couple of great plays for you. Got three totals that I absolutely love uh, here that I think are very mispriced. And uh, I'm recording this really early in the day here on Thursday. It's not even noon Eastern yet. We've locked these picks in at one of the shops that opens up their lines early. And just as a reminder, this is the benefit of being on Dub Club. Is this information was sent right immediately to them by the time you're seeing this video i have no idea where the numbers are going to go but if you're with us on dub club you already have the picks now you're just going to hear me talk about them uh and, and if and if not hopefully you're still getting good numbers but you never really know and as i mentioned the other day really we're just about saving dimes left and right here and so i assume all three of these are going to get worse because i think they're very mispriced all three of these totals uh, i think both both money lines will as well but you know i i never know where the numbers going to go but just having that information earlier is more beneficial so i'm going to quote the exact numbers here that we locked in that i told or double club people, I can't predict where the market's going to go, but there's just that huge benefit of being on there getting under $1 a day. That link to sign up is in the show description. But before we get to it, 
some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. You'll see it on the screen here. A-grade Moneyland plays will return four units. That is the risk plus win amount will equal four. That way you risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. Got a lot of dogs here on Friday. If you if you like underdogs, I think Friday is the day for you. Uh, B-grade plays return three. C return two. Totals are flat bet. You'll see all that information on the banners on screen. But let's get to it. And as always, with scaling with the picks, take what you like. Leave the rest. 6.35 p.m. Eastern, Diamondbacks at the Pirates. Going to play the under eight. It's at minus 110 right now, so risking 1.1 to win one. I'm not sure about the main play with the under here. Bottom line on this one, model projects a total of seven. So we've got a full run advantage. I think this should be priced at seven. I'm not sure I would go under at seven, but I probably would look that way. Or if nothing else, if I was a little bit nervous at seven, I'd be looking at the Pirates team total under. They did break out and score a ton of runs on Wednesday's day game, but that's quite an aberration with how they've done. Their offense is just trending in the wrong direction with all the injuries. Uh, but I'm not going to focus on the team total here as much as I don't think the Pirates are going to score a ton because of the fact that they're facing Zach Gallen, I'm not sure the Pirates team total under offers us as much value as the game total under does because of the fact that I think the Diamondbacks are a little bit overpriced. And I know that's a wild thing to say with Zach Gallen on the mound, who has been phenomenal, is really starting to jump up towards the top five, top three, you know, top whatever uh, of starting pitcher ratings uh, when you consider who's healthy right now. Getting a 68 grade from the model. He has just been phenomenal last year. This year just seems even better. 235 ERA in his nine starts. Underlying metrics here should be around two. I mean, that's just an incredible feat. He's been so dang good. But the issue is the way this is priced. I think everyone knows the Pirates aren't going to score. And so that's why I said, I, I mean, I don't think Pirates team total under is a bad play. But I'm just not sure how much value there is on it because I think everyone kind of knows that because of Zach Gallon being involved. But you've got a situation where I just think this is going to be overall a low-scoring game. Johan Oviedo, not nearly as bad as his 514 ERA. Underlying metrics say it should be in the low fours. He's pretty average. The Steinbeck's offense at this point, I have to say, is right around average. Their relievers are good. And the Pirates' bullpen's actually decent. Uh, the back end's relatively strong if they can keep it tight uh so just a lot of reasons that this is overall a low scoring game seven is a fairly common number in baseball and i think that's pretty spot on where the model has under eight i think is a gift weatherwise we're going to be in the upper 60s the wind will be blowing in a little over five miles an hour so a slight help to the pitchers not a ton there i'm not sure how much help they'll need but the model says the diamondbacks should win this about 60 to 61 percent of the time and they should be a minus 153 favorite so the plus 160 that I'm seeing on the Pirates, the model would indicate is a B-grade pick. Plus 170 gets it to an A-grade. I'm personally not playing the Pirates at plus 160. At some point, if it does get up to plus 170, it's kind of an autoplay, anything that gets to an A-grade for me. Uh, but in general, I think that's kind of where I was going with, I'm not sure there's a ton of value on the Pirates team total under, or I really like the team totals, is where I think there's some value both on the total and on the side. But on this case, I think the value is a little bit more more on the Pirates side, which means if I was going to play an under, I'd be playing the Diamondbacks team total under. But knowing that Zach Gallon's pitching and I don't like the Pirates score much, I'm just going to play the game under. So hopefully that explains kind of my thought process and why I love this under eight. I just have to assume this is going to be seven and a half pretty soon. I'd still go under seven and a half, but that push protection on eight in case it does end up something like five, three is even better. Um, and so that's my kind of spiel on that one. Why I like the under I'm again, only sticking to the under rather than also playing the pirates, but that is a B grade. If the side is something you're interested in a big dog 
you know, and if and and I guess the last thing I'll say is if I was going to play the Pirates, I probably would look more at the plus one and a half rather than the uh, money line. As I'm not exactly sure they can win, but I do think they can keep it close in a tight, low scoring game. Makes that plus one and a half uh, a reasonable investment. 7.10 p.m. Eastern, Guardians at the Mets. Going to play the Guardians at plus 145. Again, if you like dogs, I think today's your day. A-grade value. Model says it should be Mets minus 130, that they should be favored, but not by this much. That the Mets win about 56.5% of the time. So the Guardians can win this one 43.5% of the time. Makes plus 145 a really good play. Just gets into A-grade territory. Model says that plus 144 gets us there. So plus 145 just barely ekes in. But I think it's a great investment backing Cal Quantrill against Carlos Carrasco. Carrasco's been terrible in his three starts. You know, like metrics are very scary. I'm concerned about him for sure, given where he is in his career. He's definitely a below-average pitcher. Cal Quantrill is a guy we talked about last time backing and and I, and I made the joke it's like the, the guardians have won like you know a hundred of his last 102 starts or something and it, it's not quite that many but i mean they just constantly went with this guy on the hill and you know i i'm not exactly sure how long that continues the underlying metrics for him paint a little bit scarier of a pitcher than his 397 era and if you if you see my pitcher ratings which you can access in the google sheet that link's in the show description. You'll notice that he's a below average pitcher according to the model. And I wouldn't disagree with that. I don't think he's anything special. But the bottom line is uh, the, the Guardians have a good bullpen. The Mets at this point, bullpen, kind of iffy. Carrasco, not a great pitcher. And for whatever reason, Quantrill seems to be a guy who's consistently outperforming his peripherals. I don't know if that continues necessarily, or I'm not sure if the Guardians just play better with him on the mat. I don't, I don't really know. I just know that at some point, you know, it's it's a it's a large enough trend that you have to kind of like it, and none of that's built into the model. So that's the other thing to kind of point out is that's just kind of the cherry on top. If you like those things, if you think none of that matters, which is a it's just a reasonable take. All of that aside, the model just says there's value because the Mets shouldn't be this big of favorites. Because while they do have a clear offensive advantage, uh, you know, in this game, pitching wise, it's edge guardians based off the bullpen. Uh, and if you're concerned about the way Carrasco's look this season, which I am, then it might be even edge Guardians at the start of the game. And so, again, not that the Guardians should be favored, but they got a great chance to pull off the upset here. Plus 145 is a great value, in my opinion. And the model is still treating this as if Jose Ramirez is going to be out. I would assume there's a good chance he's going to come back for this game. Um, I don't know anything uh, officially at this point, but if he is, it's going to give the Guardians an extra probably 1% boost, make this even a better play. But again, I'm treating it as if he's still going to be out at this point, and there's still value in the Guardians. So I love this play at plus 145. I think it's way too high. This Mets team is kind of scuffled as of late. They have their moments, it seems like, and they're not a bad team, but the Guardians aren't a bad team either. And this is closer to a coin toss than the odds imply. So you can plus 145 great value on the Guardians. Total wise, I'm seeing eight and a half. Model projects 9.1. Um, you know, it's not a crazy overplay given the two starting pitchers, you know, do tend to give up some runs. When will be blowing out at City Field around 10 miles an hour, starting off a little bit stronger than that. It'll be in the upper 50s for most of this game. So if you are going to play a total, you could play the over, but I personally only like to play the side and the total when it's something that I really, really like. Otherwise, I'm just going to stick to one or the other. So at this point, I'm just sticking to Guardians as the A-grade money line play. 7.20 p.m. Eastern, Mariners at the Braves. There's a couple of different angles on this one. My favorite angle is the total. I'm going to go uh, under 9 at minus 120. Model projects 7.4. So this is just a massively mispriced total, in my opinion. I would not play under 7, of course, but even under 8 would be a good value. Just having that push protection on 9, I just I love this play. Um, Bryce Miller and Bryce Elder, Battle of the Bryces here. Two guys with ERAs that 
add up to under two and a half. And that's obviously in a relatively small sample size, even for Elder, who's pitched most of the season. But for Bryce Miller, he's only had three starts. But the underlying metrics for Bryce Miller have his ERA should be, quote unquote, in the low twos. Elders in the, in the mid threes. Both these guys are good pitchers. These are two of the best bullpens in baseball, easily two of the top five bullpens, according to the projection, my projection system. And both offenses are decent, but you're just talking about some great pitching in this ballgame. Nine just seems like a situation where with the pitchers going, you know, if it was a hot day, wind blowing out of Atlanta, that part can play pretty small in that condition. And I'd say, sure, we absolutely could get to nine, but on a moderately chilly night, you know, 60, mid 60s for this one and a wind blowing in, you know, I, you know, not too strong, but but just enough to help a little bit. I don't understand why this is hung at nine. I, we are having to pay a little bit of juice, but it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Um, I just don't think there's going to be a lot of runs in this one. I love the pitching, uh, and I just don't think the hitting is good enough to overcome uh, what's, again, not a hot night in Atlanta, and, uh, again, just the pitching from from top to bottom in this one. So I, I love under nine. The other way to play this one, though, if you like to play a side, is it's B-grade value as of right now. So I'm not investing yet. I'm holding off. But Braves minus 140 isn't a bad look. It would get a B-grade if you locked it in right now. Sideline says it should be Braves minus 144. They win this 59% of the time. We need minus 130 for the A grade. So that's kind of my threshold for getting invested. Again, I don't like to get invested in the side and the total unless I just love both. Minus 130, I would be on the Braves. But they do have a better offense. They have a better bullpen. And it's really a coin toss between the two Bryce's starting pitcher-wise. But at least Elder has looked better for a longer period. Of course, Bryce Miller has the stronger uh, pedigree resume or whatever from, from his minor league days. So uh, kind of watch there, but the game's in Atlanta, of course. So uh, Braves in the minus 130 to minus 140 range, still a pretty strong play. I just right now at minus 140, I like the Braves. I love the under. And if the price drops in the Braves for whatever reason, even better, I'm not really sure it will. So if you like to sprinkle on the Braves at this minus 140 number, I don't think that's a terrible idea. Uh, but if I had else, go ahead and get those under nines before it disappears. I'd still be playing under eight and a half and under eight. It's just under nine is even better. 8.15 PM Eastern Dodgers at the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals at plus 120. It's an A-grade pick. Uh, my assessment on this game is this is a straight-up coin toss. First off, sidelines, it should be Dodgers minus 101. That's a 50.2 win probability, so pretty much a coin toss. And when you break it down, I, I, I can't disagree with that. Again, I'm well aware of the Cardinals' struggles uh, pitching this year, but offensively, while they have been a little up and down, uh, you know, they got it done for us against Corbin Burns, who's you know recently here, who's a much better pitcher than Tony Gonsolin is offensively you know the Cardinals offense isn't that far behind the Dodgers offense uh, you know I think the Dodgers offense is a little bit better but it's not by much uh, Dodgers bullpen is, is better for sure but but not by a ton and, and so the Dodgers have have some small edges there and I think that's offset by the game location being in St. Louis you start off at 53 percent for the home team all that kind of wipes out and these starting pitchers are just a complete wash in my opinion and you may look at the ERAs and say how is that possible but remember that Gonsolin's 142 ERA comes in under 20 innings so far and the advanced metrics say that his actual performance is more indicative of a low fours ERA which is where he projects going forward I think he's about an average pitcher I know he's done well in his four starts this season but uh, you know again looking under the hood I don't think he's that great I think he's decent but I don't think he's great Steven Matz kind of the same way a little bit the other direction though he's he's had a couple more unlucky starts than lucky starts 562 ERA 
The NLI metrics say it should be in the four. She projects also in the low fours. I just think it's a wash starting pitcher-wise. I don't know what I'm getting from either guy. I know gonson has been lucky this season. He could easily have a bad luck start. He could easily keep doing it. Matt's has been very hit or miss. And like most hit or miss pitchers, a little bit better at home than on the road. Um, but, you know, you could get good mats, you could get bad mats. I have no idea what you're getting from either one of these starting pitchers, which goes back to my whole thesis of, I think this is a coin toss game. And it's interesting in my show description, I actually write out for the link to try to understand money line plays. You know, if you're concerned about how a 50-50 game can be an A-grade pick, it's all about the price relative to the probability. And this is a perfect example of we're getting plus 120 on the Cardinals and uh, model says anything better than plus 112 as an A grade. And it's just a straight coin toss game. And it's one of those where, again, if I go to the roulette wheel and I can get 50, 50 odds at plus 120, I'm taking it every day of, of the week. Unfortunately, they don't do that because they'd be giving money away. And so it's just one of those, if we could do this play 10 times, we know we're going to go five and five, uh, but five and five at plus 120 is going to turn a nice little profit for us. So it's, uh, I have no idea who wins. It should be a good game. I think there's going to be a decent amount of offense in a, in a, what's traditionally a more pitcher friendly ballpark. Uh, but, but with who knows what's happening, plus 120, fantastic value on the Cardinals. Total, I think, is priced pretty well at nine. I think nine makes sense. Models is 8.7, but like I said, I do expect a higher scoring game. This is one where I see a nine and I say, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think there's a reasonable chance it pushes at nine. Could go over, could go under, no idea. Uh, but I think it's pretty well priced. Mid-60s for this one in a win right now that's looking like it's blowing across. If it blows out, the total projection is going to shift up from 8.7 a little bit. Uh, but we're way too far away to know exactly what's going to happen wind-wise for, for that. But uh, nine's a pretty good total because none of these starting pitchers are great. Could have good starts, could have bad starts, I don't know. But the offenses are good. Uh, it's just, again, the edges the Dodgers have, I think, are offset by the location, making the plus 120 phenomenal value. And then wrapping us up late when here, 9.40 p.m. Eastern, Red Sox at the Padres. Going to take another under here, under 9. We're able to risk 1.1 one, uh, 1 .1 units to win 1, so it's minus 110 odds right now. And, uh, you know, I played the under in all three of the Royals-Padres games. We went 2-0-1. Oh, one. one of them pushed at 9. Uh, the other two won relatively comfortably, and I, I just don't get it. Uh, night game in San Diego this time of year, Bolt doesn't carry. And that doesn't mean there can't be runs. And, uh, you know, the Red Sox offense has been solid. Here's the thing. Red Sox offense does not project as well against the left. That's what we're seeing in Blake Snell. Um, Padres offense, you know, of course, good. But, again, a lot of it's about the ballpark. You, you just can't ignore that. The Padres offense is going to score a lot more runs, uh, you know, on the road than they are at home. That's just the bottom line. And so I, I just don't understand why we haven't learned a lesson from this nine uh, business. And, and those totals should have been sevens and eights. And and they, they haven't moved. It's just like a nine. So, you know. Take advantage of it. And those numbers dropped. Uh, again, benefit of being on Dub Club as you get this information from me earlier. I see this stuff. I tell people, hey, jump on the under nine. Run, don't walk. And that's what I'm saying here. Run, don't walk. Get this under nine. Uh, I think just like those other games, it's going to close in the eight, eight and a half range. And you're you're losing value on that push protection, which mattered in one of those Royals games. I uh, don't know which one it might matter here, but the same thing. One of these games this weekend might land at nine. So if you're getting under nine in all three, then you've done well versus under eight and a half. Now you've turned a push into a loss, right? So... Bottom line model projects 7.2. Uh, another just massive edge here on the under. I don't understand why they're hanging nine uh, in this ballpark on a night game this time of year. Uh, it'll be normal weather, though, in San Diego, low 60s. Wind will be blowing mostly across, so no wind effect. Pitching-wise, James Paxton and Blake Snell. Paxton looked pretty solid in his first start. Red Sox bullpen, again, much improved. And a pretty solid pin. Uh, Padres bullpen, a little healthier now than it was a week ago. Still kind of hold your breath on the Padres bullpen. So, hey, as always with them, if you want to 
take first five under, uh, or if you, you know, I don't blame you. I'm not going to. I just, I love getting nine. I love getting sevens and nines unders. I just love the push protection personally. So I'm just going the full game. But if you want to go first five, because that Padres bullpen can be scary. It still projects to be decent at this point though. So, you know, whatever that's worth. Uh, Blake Snell, you know, struggled this year, but the underlying metrics suggest maybe he's starting, maybe starting to go to the right direction, question mark. But again, the benefit of the analysis on him is, Less about is he going to figure it out right now or not, because that's just there's no way to know if, if this is him getting it together like he did last year around this time of year, starting to pick it up. Um, or if nothing else, just the Red Sox are extremely left-handed heavy, and that's going to give them a, a big ding because now they're going to have to hit right-handed bats that are weaker, or they got to keep those lefties in, and, and Snell should have uh, a bigger advantage with them. So, uh, again, nine I think is a gift on the under. If if you're a totals player, if you're, a, if you're playing the sides, uh, I'd be on the – uh, Padres here, you know, model says it should be Padres minus 170. So Padres minus 165 is what I'm seeing now would be a B grade play. Minus 153 gets you to an A grade. So if you really like the Padres, if you can get minus 155, I could, I could talk, we could be talked into an A grade there. Uh, but again, the, and the reason why is simply because while the Red Sox uh, bullpen is better, uh, you know, the offensive discrepancy between these two teams, both facing a lefty, is actually pretty large. And so I think that's what helps us with the under. I think the Red Sox are going to have a harder time scoring runs here. Here, uh, in this night game, especially in the location. And if they're having a hard time scoring runs, it's going to make it harder for them to win the game, obviously. So Padres minus 165, B grade value if you're playing the side. But similar to how I handicapped the Braves game, uh, while I like the side playing the home favorite, I love the total. So I'm just sticking to the total for now. And if we get a better price on the side, great. If not, we don't have to bet every side in total. Uh, so again, a couple of totals there where I'm keeping an eye on the sides uh, in Atlanta and San Diego, contrasting that to the Dimax Padres game where I'm a little bit less likely to play the, the Pirates. It's more about I just don't really want to fade Zach Allen, but the price is too high also to back him. So that was more of just sticking to the under where I'm not really caring quite as much. Again, if Pirates get to some point, you know, you got to back them. But um, I'm, I'm not intently watching that line as much as I am the Braves and the Pods, or if the price gets a little bit better, those are things to add to the under. But either way, three great underplays and two good A-grade plays for you here, which wraps up the show. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money. <laughs>